Hey, Pride fam, get ready for another episode of Pride Pride the Podcast. Featuring special guests, celebrity stylist and author of The Queer Advantage, Andrew Gelwicks. So grab you a hump day treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. Hi guys! Hello. Hi. Hello. Welcome oh. back to another episode of Pride the Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Rehab Entertainment and DNR Studios. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Darrell Anthony. I'm Ashley Mitchell, and I'm Lindsay Rose. Hey, <gasps> who's that girl? Who's this bitch? So you may notice a new co-host, Mr. Braden Bradley, is on location. She's oh. she's in my right meow. So right now we do have she Lindsay. Is an MI, she is MIA, actually. <laughs> she is. Oh, she is. <laughs> so we have the lovely Lindsay Rose here with us today in the studio. Welcome, Lindsay. Yes, I'm their good Judy. He forgot yes, to mention. Right. Hey, girl. Wow. I'm good Judy. Her, her, <laughs> say her name many a times. <laughs> y'all have heard it. You may also know her as Petunia. I didn't mention her last week. I also she was did. on the soundtrack for the second season. That is right. She was. She was. She was. But yes. Yes, amazing. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, Lynn. Thank you for How having me. Thou? How art thou? I'm good. Yeah. I am good. Mm-hmm. I am working on personal growth and okay. actual self love. Oh, okay. Hello. That is very important in girl. your 30s, you know? That but is it's right. good. It's good. No time for bullshit, you know? No time for bullshit. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, queen. Yes, queen. That part. So tell our listeners a little bit about you and how you, Lindsay, came to be. But make it quick, girl, because you know we got some hot topics. I will here. make it quick. So as you can tell by my accent, probably I'm from Southern California. I'm from a little place called Oxnard. Uh, it's like 15 minutes north of LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I moved to New York 15 mm-hmm. years ago. Um, old lady now. Moved here from musical theater, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I met these wonderful group of people, and they're my family, they're my tribe, and here I am. Hello. Okay. Everybody needs a tribe. Yes. Everybody needs something. And we yes. are very blessed to have you with us, Lindsay. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for filling in, girl. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice to have another female there on the podcast. Yeah, you doing? I heard, how you doing? I heard first time two females, two male on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. first time. And what is it? Except Women's for when we're in drag. International Month. It International is Month. International yes. Women's Month. We we love to celebrate. And the other day was International Women's Day. Uh huh. So yes. So happy International Women's Day to oh, you well, thank two you chicks. So thank you, baby. Um. So Lindsay, I heard that you have a very favorite part of the podcast that we do. Um. Do you? Can you tell us what that is? <laughs> Hot topics, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's everyone's favorite. You Every, know, everyone loves spilling like, the tea. On. Just talk shit. <laughs> I, I love it. But I came on here today with a list. All okay. right. Okay. Let's All right. go Let's down, down the list. So I'm going to just start with the first one and then we can do the other ones later. But I'm just going to go with, because I was like shocked with the T.I. and his wifey, Tiny. <sighs> 11 allegations before, months ago, which I didn't know about, about people getting drugged and mm-hmm. maybe getting sexually assaulted. And now six more people have come forward. And that is insane that is a crazy number yeah at that point it's just like okay like how are you going to deny this why would all these random people in such a mass number Mm -hmm. make this up 
Has and Darrell yeah. said earlier, I was thinking, what, is it, what does this remind me of? I was like, R. Kelly? Mm-hmm. No, no. No, it's not. What no. was it, Darrell? Tell, tell us, Darrell. So, <laughs> all right, so I was on some blogs, because you know I love the blogs. Um, <laughs> I do not give to the blogs like Kenya Moore did, but mm. I, and, and NeNe Leakes and, <laughs> and, and, you know, Lisa Vanderpump and all of them. She said, people. not page six, but maybe. Uh... B. Scott. I'm like, bitch, TMZ, bitch. Stop talking. <laughs> yeah, like, just don't bury yourself. Uh, but a couple of years ago, you all might remember on Housewives of Atlanta, I believe it was season nine, um, Candy was accused of having people in her basement, her and Todd, mm-hmm. um, drugging and, and drugging people. them and, and bringing them into the basement and having these weird like orgies or threesomes with them or what have you. Um, and obviously Candy, who doesn't even drink, was horribly upset. Um, her former friend Phaedra Parks, uh, attorney who once worked with... <laughs> Bobby Brown. Um, and <laughs> Bobby! Bobby! Bobby. But, but she... Bobby. Uh, it, it was interesting because going into the blog, I was reading and they said, actually, they never said... Phaedra was fed some information from the producers that a, me- a member of the group Escape, which Candy and Tiny are both members mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. was having this situation going on. Phaedra immediately thought, well... I'm on a show with Candy. Candy and I are having a falling out over her fine-ass husband, Apollo. Not mm-hmm. Candace, but Phaedra's ex-husband, Apollo. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she was upset about it. And she, everyone was like, oh, this is... And she went with this rumor. Who She told Portia, blah, 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 blah. Now I'm thinking, guys, it was never that at all. Yeah, it was actually Tiny and T.I. And, and that rumor just, didn't come out of thin It didn't air. come out of thin it air. Didn't. It's, it, it's an Atlanta yeah. rumor, and Phaedra caught it, and she used it because it was a show platform, and Tiny's not on Housewives of Atlanta. She's no. made a few cameos, but she's not on there. So that's how that happened, and now it's putting two and two together. I'm like... Damn, we don't owe Phaedra an apology because she dog candy, but I'm just like, damn, Phaedra. Oh, yeah, she still did that. She's, oh, yeah, no, she still, still get fucked. She but get fucked. it just seemed like, you know, she had the wrong person, but yeah. the, wrong the person. rumors were true. Now it's making sense. Every, everything comes to light. The dark wow. always comes to light. Mm. Okay. What's it's, done in the dark? But yeah, so that was my that was my hot light. topic pick of the of the week. I just Girl, had to start that off with shady. that. That was some tea. I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, I mean, uh-uh. hopefully this gets investigated thoroughly, and that all these victims can part. be brought to justice. You know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. they saying that they were, like, trafficked and everything. Like, it is crazy. And just a legal note, uh, T.I. and Tiny, of course, have, uh, like, denied all allegations against them. They do have a lawyer. Um, they are allowing themselves to be investigated. So, you know, okay. we, of course, here at Pride mm-hmm. the Podcast will keep you updated when we find out more news about it because that's just absolutely insane. And I mean, it's always allegedly, you know? It's always allegedly. It always yep. is. So. Speaking of a more alleged abuse, um, our Governor Cuomo, mm-hmm. you know, he He's had several people come forward mm-hmm. and have accused him of misconduct. And mm-hmm. he straight up said, well, I'm not going anywhere, so you'll have to impeach me. Jesus. And so... But didn't he renounce some of his power, right? He said he, he got rid he, of some. Uh, they took away his power of like being able to just like make executive like, ex- decisions ex- yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And they were like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. We got to take that back. So now yeah. they have a private investigator, um, you know, looking into everything. And yeah, he straight up said, I'm not going nowhere. You have to impeach me. And so all the Twitter is like, oh, great. Another impeachment. Here we go, ladies. I mean, and these are these allegations. What's interesting, though, and I've, I've said this before, you know, even in personal life, everyone has to always be careful with who they get involved with, how they get involved with, make sure 
It's consensual. If you even make a joke to someone and they don't like that joke, you should probably stop. Or, you, you know, test the room also. Don't go up to a random person. I think there's a generation that could go up to random people. I know men do it all the time. Girls, you probably know all the times you've been approached at bars by men that you probably did not want and they've been in your face. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's probably been times, Adam, we've been to the gay bars and situations happen. And I think that what we have to do is just kind of think outside the box. We have to, we kind of not only have to think for ourselves, but think for the other person as well in a way. It's like, do they really want this? What are, what is their body language? Look for those red flags because a lot of times these things happen in the workplace where, um, you know, Governor Cuomo said that he was making, you know, jokes with his staffers and they were making jokes back. And now all of a sudden his staffers have realized, oh, we were making these jokes because we thought we had to do that to keep our job. Right. And we were uncomfortable the whole time. Mm-hmm. Now, does that make them a complete victim? I don't know. It's not for me to say. But what I will say is, is that, you know, there does have to be conversations because sometimes in a place of power, um, people make jokes and they don't want to rub it the wrong way because they're just like, I don't want to be, I don't want to lose my job and I don't want to lose this opportunity. So sometimes people take things on and they don't really enjoy it. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, sex is completely taboo and there's a, things are changing with mm-hmm. that. And we, we definitely have to be very careful because these past three, four years, there's been so many people yeah. that have came out and say, this person sexually assaulted me. This person, I mean, people we'll never see working again um, on the Today Show, Matt Lauer, we'll never mm-hmm. see him again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. You know, that's Kevin Spacey. Well, I think it's yeah. just like, you know, ever since the Me Too movement, we're just like we've got to clean house and we've got to hold people accountable and that includes like putting forth like stuff that represents like rape culture mm-hmm. for instance Pepe Le Pew mm-hmm. they yes. are wiping him wiping that character from the upcoming Space Jam yes and Whoa. as well as I like think, I didn't hear that yeah they're wiping LeBron him from was Space on top Jam of that. He was like, yeah nope. and wow. then they have no plans of like reviving that character in any form like moving forward mm-hmm. and I mean I don't blame them I mean it's just like it's a cartoon we don't need that their person who originally voiced the character died and so it's just like it's but not he like was we're literally raped like he was like molesting he was, her. Listen, I always time. thought that character, even as a young child, I was, was like, creep. "This is a lot." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Fully. it was full on creeper, and it reinforces to young men and women that you can do that. You can just be really yeah. forceful, and you know. And well, so the power thing. Yeah, yeah it's like a saying. power thing. And yeah. if it's in a cartoon, you're like, "Oh, this is like semi normal. Like it's not that bad. It's in a cartoon, so like obviously it's okay." And it's right. like. No, but it's no, not it's, okay. Yeah, nope. you're, like you said, it's reinforcing <laughs> shitty behavior. And exactly. It's okay to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, Speaking of other... Oh, what were no, you No, I was going to actually ask Ashley a question about mm-hmm. that because I know we talked last week about like cartoons and stuff and I've been seeing a lot of people saying like, all right, so we're going to cancel it because like, they put a notice in front of Aladdin, in front of Peter Pan, and in front of a couple of other Disney movies and they're like, they, based on these racist mm-hmm. tropes, you know, they, they didn't say exactly that. They like, it was about the racism and, and what they felt the movie portrayed mm-hmm. and they put that mm-hmm. out there yeah. and a lot of people and you know obviously we talked about Dr. Seuss last mm-hmm. week and those books being pulled like a lot of people are like so are we just going to pull everything due to the sensitivity and I think people right now are trying to find where do we draw the line because do we get rid of everything or do we just get rid of what makes some people sensitive and some unsensitive? like where do we draw the line because we all have watched things and been a part of things that yeah. you know might not have been good there are definite movies that we have all watched and that we love that's that those movies aren't okay. We're, we're I mean, more aware it, of it now. It, but in scary, yeah. in scary movie we're too, that just came it. to my mind 
like what happened with Ray and uh, the clown in the bed when like he it was for jokes, but like that ain't good. I was yeah. I read That's an article right. about that. I mean, yeah. yeah. So it's just I like, mean, a lot of our favorite things, music, mm-hmm. movies, TV shows, they did not age well. No. Yes. And watching them again now, like even watching when they brought back all like Moesha mm-hmm. and, and all of that stuff, it's like. Oh yeah, this is kind of problematic. They're saying a yeah. lot of like cringy things. We were like, yeah. that's not funny. Funny you bring, but that- it's because yeah. we've grown, and it, it mm-hmm. to me it's kind of a blessing because yeah. now we realize, okay, mm-hmm. we've grown as a culture. Yeah, you know, at some we point, have. and we're like, this is not okay, mm-hmm. and we realize that it's not okay. Yeah, well, we so realize the blessing, lasting but, effects. Like if yeah. you keep pushing this narrative, it's all about changing the narrative. Exactly. You have to change the narrative. Exactly. Narrative, and exactly. I think that's where we kind of like draw the line. We need to change the narrative we can still educate people we don't want to take away like the information yeah. we want to change the narrative yeah. so that we are trying to prevent x y and z and i guess it's promoting good that it. we notice mm-hmm. well, that it dated and we're trying to in a bad mm-hmm. way i mean know? moesha this week actually speaking of y'all because Lindsay just looked at me about that episode of moesha i know what you're talking about it was uh, the episode called labels about mm-hmm. the gay episode mm-hmm. actually the writer for that episode just came out this week and talked about how much backlash that he actually got from the network and that the only person who supported him was shirley raff who played d and she wow. explained how important it was to tell and do that episode so maybe people in the african-american community could understand yes. how much mm-hmm. hurt they were giving to the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they didn't originally the network was and pushing back. And this is the back. 90s. Yeah. The, think about it. The network's pushing back. The stars are pushing back. But as everyone knows, Shirley Raff has been an outspoken member for the LGBTQ community for years and also with GLAAD. And I just really, I'm, I'm glad that she stood up when no one else did. And you know, we continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And Adam, I know you had something you wanted to add to that. Well, yeah. So you had mentioned that they... Um, were doing stuff with the Disney movies and that stuff like that. Yeah, they moved them from like, they moved to age categories. They were like, yeah, kids, you know, seven to whatever, we'll put them there. But, but because like kids younger than that or whatever are are prone to learning more racist things or, you know, whatever the case may be. But yeah, they they moved the age like bracket, not bracket, but like, hmm. yeah. anyway, well, yeah. what I was going to bring up was about Mr. Potato Head and yeah. now they have a genderless mm-hmm. potato head. Yeah. Is it gender fluid or just? I think it's just genderless. Just gender, just he's just potato. Non-binary. Just, sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm. He's and just so, potato head. Yeah. It's just potato head. And he ain't like. They, it's not but this reminds you of the same thing that, I'm sorry, but Gen Z does. Everything mm-hmm. is what we already had. And they just try and like rebrand it. Mr. Potato Head always was actually, to me, non-binary. He always had a purse. He had like well, a sweater. Well, that was Mrs. Potato Head. No, Mr. Potato Head. He had too. A, it was a briefcase. He well, ha- he had very, to me, very much mm-hmm. like non-binary things with him without Mrs. Potato Head. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying because people are up in arms and they're like, "Oh, what's next? Like, what do you? What else are you gonna take from us? Yada yada yada." And it's like, oh really, God. bro, you're really upset about a potato, a fake no, potato. No, what they're upset about <laughs> is you messing up their perfect little like cushiony world where mm-hmm. they have to like be respectful of other people and like people are lazy they don't want to rewire their brain they want to stick to their old ways they don't care if it's offensive to people so mm-hmm. that's their way of like to trying to hold on to the old ways well they so think, it's the, they think we evolve. have some gay agenda so sad they, they, there is a, the there's gay a agenda. They, people With feel Mr. like there head? is the, come on right they're like it's the gay agenda it's the black agenda <laughs> it's the female agenda anytime that 
those categories of people, um, you know, everything that's horribly happening to the Asian community right now. Mm. And anytime people want to speak up about it, there is a set group of people, and you know the ones. Y'all know the ones. I don't have to say, because you know the ones. They always have the same knee-jerk reaction, and you have to wonder, what is it really about? Hmm. And I think we know that. I mean, yeah, it's just like the black, um, uh, what's her name? Chloe, no, Hallie being Ariel. It's just like, guys, this is a fictional character. First of all, mermaids don't exist. Let's start there. Let's start there. (laughs) This is a cartoon. Ariel was not a historical figure. And her being white has nothing to do with the story. Yeah, they had no problem with Pocahontas, which was a very inaccurate retelling of Disney. Like, you had no problem with that. They were like, we love that. And I'm like, well, that's what's inaccurate because she like, was a historical figure. As long as Ariel has red hair, I don't care what race it is. Yeah. Right. And black people have red hair. <laughs> exactly. So it's just exactly. like, you or they can, can wear a wig or like whatever. As long as it's uh, yeah, red hair. Yeah. And I also cares. read that like, actually like in the story of Ariel, or I guess like the original story, like it is off the coast where like the person would probably be from the islands, which means they would probably be a girl with dreads, mm-hmm. a mermaid with I dreads. Like, it's just like, come on, guys. It's just like, just it's say, just say you don't like black people. Just say that. Well, you know who did. Well, <laughs> just say that. Well, honey, you know who said that they don't like black people? Pretty much mm. the royals, the monarchy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. that shit is crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that part, I don't. That part, honestly. Thank you, Oprah Winfrey. Thank because you. Yeah. Oprah can get to the bottom of anything. Yeah. Her- queen. <laughs> yeah, queen. I love that. Thank you, Adam. We have sound effects. Thank you, Adam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Oprah and her sidekick Tyler Perry, um, they can get to the bottom of anything that's going on in America. He housing folks and buying folks cars mm-hmm. and giving them security. And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm gonna give the interview and we lit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what do y'all think about that? Like, child, I feel like it's been, you know, everyone's been known. Uh, yeah. And, and it's just now, thank you, Megan, for being brave and yeah. having the courage yeah. to step up yeah. and yeah. speak your truth. And, you know, expose what's been going on for centuries at this yeah. point. Um, and it's very, it's sad. And it's, I don't know, it's heartbreaking. It is. Yeah, it and is. Then, but it's not surprising. Like, you remember the the reporter that said, like, they made that monkey joke about Archie? Like, before Archie <gasps> oh, was even yeah. Bo- yeah. Like, this has been happening. I remember when, uh, leading up to the wedding, like, all they could talk about was the fact that she was half black. Yeah. Like, that was always the main topic. So, for me, it's not really surprising, but it is, like, it still hurts to, like, hear it out loud. Yeah. And, like, they're sitting there worrying about the baby's color, and I'm just yeah. like, it's have like- y'all looked at y'all's people? You're Ooh, don't, don't do it. Have you seen those child. memes? Have you seen child. those memes? Prince Philip. Have you seen those like memes death. talking about they these look people worried about what what he looks what he like? Looks right, like. Okay. you look like death. Oh, her, How and, about that? And Archie is so cute. He's so and, cute. And also, Archie is as light as they come. Uh, yeah. But also, mm-hmm. people who are black can be born very light, and mm-hmm. they can change colors over time. Like that's people just don't saw, understand. Genetics. I saw on Twitter. I saw on Twitter they were like, "Yo, Megan's real light skin, and she's white passing." Can you imagine if if Harry had brought home a real sister? Oh, what? it wouldn't have happened. Like it, it wouldn't. Would, it wouldn't have happened. Like it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't have happened. Uh, Period. Yeah. I mean, but Harry has always been down ever since that little video of back that ass that people <laughs> put on there, him running off. Uh, I love it so much, uh, even though it was made up. But I, I love that. But it's interesting that he, you know, he hasn't spoke to his father. 
Um, mm-hmm. His father's stopped taking his calls. Well, he and, can get fucked. And it's probably all the way. because Charles is on the phone cheating on Camille at this point, just the way he cheated on Diana. Yeah, I think everything is very full circle yeah. with that family. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's yeah, and very you all sad. saw what he was trying to post today, too, right? I saw, I mean, he was trying to post that he would, like was friends with black people. Who? Who? <sighs> Their dad. Oh, Charles. Oh, Charles. Uh-huh. I can't. Like posted on like Twitter, uh, like just oh like random God. like pictures of him and like like black okay. people like in a hospital or a church or <laughs> yeah that <laughs> exactly. So Can I'm we just racist. make like a general announcement, like dear white people, dear white people, <laughs> saying that you have black friends does not make you not a racist. <laughs> it actually makes you <laughs> more more racist. of a racist. Yeah. Okay, uh, like I, for real. <laughs> if you if you really you know really fuck with black people and and people of color and brown people whatever and you're down with it, you, you're never going to have to say it because people around you will know. Right. <laughs> okay? Also, it's just like, that doesn't like, oh, like, it's like you always, while you're with your quote-unquote black friends, that like, that's what you're thinking about. Like, these are my black friends. Yeah. It's like, I thought we were just friends, but cool, I guess I'm your black friend. I mean, and I'll, I'll take that even to like the LGBTQ community. Like, what's the same thing mm-hmm. with us? Like, you can't say, that's true. It's my gay these friend. are my gay friends. We're not fraud. Like, yeah, that's yeah, like nobody is nobody <laughs> yeah. is a prop and it's just like it's just so weird and you know really shout out to Megan for for telling her truth a lot of people were giving her a hard time because they did an interview during the pandemic where a lot of people and one of those people who was giving her a hard time was oh stank ass Bethany Frankel who I don't told y'all really she ain't been shit ever I got her tweet Adam do you have her follow-up tweet I don't but I saw, yeah, she tweeted, and then, um, you know, she watched the interview, and then Did somebody she... dragged her. Oh, are you talking about Jessica Kirsten? Is that the what comedian? it was? The comedian? Yes. Yeah. Dragged her to the... Uh... T. <laughs> she said, I, she oh. said, I opened up for you for oh, your wow. filled-ass show, ooh, ooh. and oh. she said you were a horrible person ooh. to work with. Tell it. And she was like... Fuck you, basically. Yeah. So, and this is this is a female comedian, lesbian, has like four kids, married, amazing woman. And yeah. she was like, fuck you. I opened up for you, and you were horrible to me. Sunny Hostin yeah. also had been done told us, but here was Bethany's tweet. I actually have it. Her first tweet was, cry me a river, the plight of being a game show host, fairly unknown actress, first of all, don't be insulting, to suffering in a palace, because first of all, Megan was on Suits, and she was in a very big role, but go on, uh, to suffering in a palace with tiaras and seven-figure weddings for two whole years to being a household name with Oprah on speed dial, fetching seven million interviews, hundreds of millions in media deals. Hashtag Mary. So everybody was like, Bethany, what the fuck are you talking about? What so then, is your yeah. point in saying all that? Yeah. So then she comes, but you know. Sound like a hater. She she is. And you know, Carol from Housewives of New York also got her guess. She said, Bethany, shut up, bitch. You ain't never been that girl and you will never be that girl because mm-hmm. you got on reality TV to cry about your husband who didn't want you for two whole seasons and made us all listen to it. So we don't want to hear it. And then Bethany's follow-up. Well, I watch Megan and Harry sit down. Emotional distress and racism must feel suffocating and powerless. I'm a polarizing, unfiltered, often to a fault, flawed person with a voice. When I heard of the interview during a pandemic, it felt like a surprising choice. I'm sorry if it hurt or offended you. That was not an apology, in my opinion, because no. it came out being like, you know, it's emotional distress and racism must feel suffocating and powerless. Bethany, 
sometimes you don't need to say anything. It is not yeah. your place to say what you think racism feels like because what you're doing is portraying racism. You are being racist right now. Like, your comments, mm -hmm. like, for everyone's attacking Megan. No one's really saying anything about Harry. They're all attacking Mary. If you cannot see from the I'll point I'll give him his kudos, though. He was definitely supporting his wife. He, stood, oh, yeah. he stayed mm -hmm. by his wife. He protected him the way that he wanted his mom to be protected, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, That's what so I got. Sad. Yeah. I mean, that I was beautiful. That. that was beautiful. Diana left them the money too to leave. She said, Harry, she said, Harry, I'm leaving it specifically for you because I don't trust your brother. But anyway. But anyway. <laughs> Listen, I don't I don't want to be too messy. Right. But speaking of mess, I'm ready to talk to our next guest. Not it's, speaking of mess. Adam is excited. I'm ready to get I wanna hear some tea. I wanna I wanna hear what he has to say on a couple of a couple of things. So, okay. You know. So we'll be back with our guest Andrew Galwick, celebrity author and stylist to the stores. Ooh, so I'm excited to hear from him. Yes. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we are so pleased to welcome to our show today author and celebrity stylist Andrew Gelwick. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hi. We are so, we are so happy so that you're here. here. So, so tell, tell us a little about yourself. We want to know how did Andrew get started? And how are you? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, I'm great. Thank you. Um, how did I get started? Oh, my God. Um, well, I'm from, uh, I'm talking to you right now from New York, where I am based out of. Um, I'm from Ohio, uh, Cincinnati, mm -hmm. uh, quite conservative yeah. little town. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I uh, grew up there. I went to school in, in Indianapolis uh, for college and then immediately got a one-way ticket to New York City um, I worked at GQ magazine and then I worked at Teen Vogue and then I went out and started my own, uh, styling business. Wonderful. Uh, so I've been doing that for the past, uh, five years or so. Nice. And, uh, I just had my first book come out in October called The Queer Advantage. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Who inspired you to get into fashion? I don't, I don't know if I, it was one person. I, I distinctly remember always being uh, in love with fashion, even just like in the movies that I watched, like mm. The Wizard of Oz, like The Wicked Witch. I was mm -hmm. obsessed with like her cape, like her, her mm -hmm. she was so chic. Um, right. And then I would, yeah, right, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I would always like steal my mom's Vanity Fair magazines and just seeing the, you know, these beautiful women on the carpet and the gowns. And, you know, it was just everything that, you know, I wanted to be a part of. It was just so aspirational and so um, everything that was not my reality in Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <and> Facts. <laughs> you know, and I just, I honestly, I, I never really thought of pursuing fashion as a potential career because mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody doing it. You know, my entire family are lawyers. Right. And so mm -hmm. that just seemed like the norm. But once I got to college and I realized I was like, I, there's no way I can do an internship here for this summer. Like I need to get out. Um, I just tried, honestly, I just sent, sent my info in and um, luckily I had a really positive first experience and wow. now here we are. Love it. 
I love mm. that you mentioned the Wicked Witch because yeah, whenever like the door opens and the smoke <laughs> comes up and she just like <laughs> flourishes it, and it's like yes. I remember as a little gay boy being like, "Wow, so that's kind of fierce." I probably shouldn't like like that because she's quote unquote evil. Is she though? Like, is she evil? She's a little right. misunderstood. I think she she's is a misunderstood. <laughs> Did you not watch Wicked? Exactly. Oh right. God! Don't, and don't even get me started on Alphaba's costumes and Wicked. I mean, when she defies gravity, oh, I saw everything. that. I was, I was crying. That fucking like, black cape. Well, Andrew, that's what that I was going to ask you. Cape dress thing. Uh-huh. Was it black that neck? Oh, God. Was it black or was it purple? Because I heard people say it wasn't actually that's a good black. Question. So I may yes. have watched a few behind the scenes videos, um, and I apparently. They switch the costume with like um, with each new actress who plays uh-huh. Alphaba. Um, oh. So I think it's like black with different tones of like purple and. So that's like how you that. get that okay. velvet. Yeah. Wow. yeah, love it, love it, love it, love it. That's wow. absolutely amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you've been doing this. You said you got involved and and you were inspired at such a young age. What is one of your favorite things that you have? Well, first of all, I know that you are a celebrity stylist for my girl, Lisa Renner, because I love me some Lisa Renner. <laughs> like, ever since she was Billie Holiday Reed Denise. on Days of My Life. And Denise! <laughs> um, so what is uh, one of your favorite celebrities that you have styled and, and, and any stories that they might have told you while talking to them in terms of what you were going to do when you styled them? Spill the tea, sis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how much tea this is, but I think one of my uh, one of my favorite moments is one, uh, a client I'm working with right now, Catherine O'Hara, uh, oh, who plays yes. Moira from Schitt's Love. Creek. Wow! And she is just on like on a human level, just the most wonderful person, um, which makes you know, this experience that much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, you know, Moira is a fashion icon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so to be able to use that as kind of the foundation to showcase Catherine, the actress, mm-hmm. um, is just so rewarding. Um, oh. So we're doing award season right now. She just got Golden Globe win for Best Actress, nice. Critics' Choice win, mm-hmm. the Emmy win earlier. And um, you styled that? Now we have. That was you? That was you? <laughs> yep. Yes. 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 Work. Yeah. Work. Yeah. We did a little Valentino moment with some combat boots. Yeah. Um, combat. I that. I mean, it's not the traditional red carpet. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, yeah. let's. You know, I would do yeah. it. Like, I love the sure. non-traditional. I, I do. And, I, you know, I was going to ask you, Andrew, obviously we've all been dealing with COVID-19 um, actually coming up on its freaking birthday. Um, and crazy. How, right how, how have you felt that, you know, you styling the celebrities, because you talked about how it's not traditional red carpet, but what I think of is that most of the times they're at home and they're actually not out and they're doing the awards from home. So how do you feel that that's impacted your styling when you have been speaking to these celebrities to get them ready for the award shows? I mean, it's challenging. It's certainly challenging, but I do think it allows an opportunity for uh, a extra creativity and right. b to rethink what it means to have a quote unquote red carpet moment. Right. So, like, just like what I was saying, like, we would never like, like, I love heels. Like, the higher the better. Like, I love me a heel. Don't we both. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, but that being that being said, like the boot was like major yeah. um, and I would never do that for a traditional red carpet. So it's like rethinking, how do we give 
you know, uh, glamour, but also um, at the same time, realizing we are in a pandemic, mm-hmm. yeah. um, how do we kind of make this fit for our times? Yeah. Um, and so this just kind of feels uh, the, the root. So it's challenging, but at the same time, you know, you can experiment with different things you wouldn't be able to, I think, get away with otherwise. Yeah. 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 Because I remember on Project Runway, like several years ago, and they had to do uh, a red carpet dress for the, um, uh, it was a music. Uh, Probably AMA or something. Something like that. Yeah. But yeah, and like Austin Scarlett made this gorgeous gown, and it was like, oh, that's cute and all, but like, that wasn't, ugh, that's not what this called for. So it's yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. you have to be able to like adapt, adapt and mm-hmm. pivot. And I, yeah, that's hot. Yeah. So yeah. I have a question, um, and you don't have to name names, but if you want to, I would love that. He's but like, the shady host, just right. so you know. So like, um, right. So um, who is like one someone that like was like so difficult to work with, or that like, was like late, or you know, just something something that was like oh, this bitch, <laughs> or maybe know. not even a name, but like just that's a what story. I'm saying, right? Yeah, you know, story. Just like a story. You don't have to name names if yeah. you want to. Or, I would love or, it. Or to up the ante. Maybe someone who you designed something for that they it wasn't exactly what they were asking for or wanted, and you feel like you had a hard time connecting to them as an artist. Oof. I was like, we threw a lot of that those out there. Maybe a little bit better. I was trying to be less shady than Adam because you know sometimes. <laughs> I might, let me think, do I still want to have a career? Right. <laughs> no, names, no names, yeah. no, 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 no names, no names. No names. It could just be um, an experience. We don't have to, look, yeah. I mean, I, I do think, like, yes, there's, you know, I think every stylist you talk to yeah. it will tell you they've had, you know, more difficult moments. But I think at the end of the day, when, you, when you're in a job that is as intimate as styling, where you are, you know, dressing somebody, yeah. Um, you need to be fully connected. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the times that I've had, uh, they have had difficult, more difficult times, it's when maybe we just don't have the same vision, we're not on the same, um, you know, setting. Yeah. And that's really where the issue comes in. You know, you just need to be able to, you know, fully look at something and be like, that's for her, right. that's for her, mm-hmm. that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think... It, that's really where it all comes down to. Okay, all right. See, that was a very yeah. well round. I like that. I like I, that. I like the way you did it. I love that. Now, switching gears from the shadiness, we'll move on to something else. Um, you talked about your book, The Queer Advantage, yes, that you wrote. Yes, 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 Where yes. did you get the inspiration to write that? I think it is so amazing that you talked about the advantages of being queer, and I want to know, like, for our listeners out there, where did you get the inspiration for that? The inspiration, I think, came from my own personal experience of Um, always for the first 20 something years of my life, always thinking that being gay, being queer was the biggest obstacle, the biggest mm -hmm. hardship. Um, You know, by end of high school, I had accepted it. Mm -hmm. Um, I had tolerated it, Um, but I always thought, and I started to think like, all right, all right, Andrew, like you can have a happy life, you can have a career, but it will always be in spite of your gayness. It will always be because you Mm. overcame it. Mm. And then I moved to New York. I, you know, get, I have a career that I love. I'm in a relationship that I love. And, you know, I just start to rethink and I'm like, 
I've had it so wrong. This is, I've had it backwards, you know, like the things that have set me up for any sort of success or accomplishments I've been able to have is not in spite of being gay, but because of the experiences I've had growing up as a gay man in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was this real reckoning of sorts Mm -hmm. where it just completely shook up my entire belief Mm. system, really. Because that's what we're told. We're told that being gay, being queer is a weakness. It's an impediment. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I really started thinking and I was like, well, if I think this, do other people think this? And specifically some of the most successful and inspirational queer people out there. Um, So it really just came from wanting to have those conversations Mm -hmm. and see, you know, do they feel the same way? Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you've interviewed Billie Jean King, Lee Daniels, Barney Frank, Margaret Cho. Mm-hmm. I think I saw Red Shangela. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is a list, baby. And to piggyback yeah. off of Adam, I have been dying to know. It's probably a hard question, but like maybe one or two, but like who was your like most eager, like favorite person to interview and like actually ask that real question to, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's, what was interesting for me is that the people I spoke with are on a huge spectrum Mm -hmm. of age, Mm -hmm. race, identity, you know, Barney Frank to Adam Rippon, Um, you know, that's like a very wide uh, difference in experience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think on a personal level, I really related a lot to the more artistic types, Mm -hmm. Um, just in terms of the way they described you um using their creativity or whatever it is that their medium is and as kind of an escape or an outlet for any hardships they were facing either externally or internally um and i really related to that i think it gave me a new perspective like choice Savant specifically the way he described how you know, he couldn't relate to anyone in high school. So he would go home and write poems or songs. Um, And I'm like, whoa, like that was really, that must've been excruciatingly painful, but look what now we have. We now Mm -hmm. have this transcendent artist who is not only mega successful, but he's also inspiring a whole new generation Mm -hmm. and redefining what it means to be a pop Mm -hmm. star in the 21st century. Yeah. Um, So beautiful. Darrell and I went to his concert a couple years back. It was, it was really good. Pre COVID. And he, uh, Kim Petras got to open for him. Yeah. And yeah, it was, I was there mainly for Kim, no shade, (laughs) but I was like, you know, I was into Troy. I had a, you know, I knew a few of his songs, but he gave just an amazing performance. It was beautiful. Didn't someone get engaged at that concert we went to on stage? Yeah. Yeah. Two little gay boys. He (laughs) proposed to his, uh, his partner. Yeah. It was amazing. And I, I know Troy did a film a couple of years ago. Um, I can't remember the name of it now where they were dealing with coming out and parents and acceptance and he said how important and special it was for him to do that because of everything he had went through. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, hearing that from you and like all of it connecting together, I think is really, really beautiful. Definitely. Yeah, I think, you know, a- another layer to that and I think which also just makes me so interested in Troy is when we think about, you know, some of the most successful queer artists Mm -hmm. um you know we 
they've always gained their fame and success and then came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roy. Yeah. Yep. He came yeah. out from the start he, yeah. before he was even signed. Right. You know, and that's, it's amazing. I mean, that's, that's like a seismic change <laughs> it is. in it the is. way things are doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and representation matters so much. You know, I always go back to like my own insecurities, and if I had people that are out there now advocating and just being out there and be like, "Yes, here I am," like I would, you know, I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be now, but I could have got there earlier had there been that representation. Yeah. So I know that people will find that in your book and be able to live their best life and think of it as a, a good thing, not mm-hmm. like something, like you said, like something to come over and get over and, and accomplish. It's exactly. like, no, this is me and it's great. You jealous? Switch <laughs> the narrative. Yeah. Switch the narrative. Yeah. yeah. Glass half full, you know? Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. Back to basics. Well, it is all about controlling to na- the narrative, which reminds me, there is some hot topics I want to discuss with yeah, you. Yeah, hot team. topics. Um, so as you know, everyone's talking about Duchess Meghan Markle um, and Duke Harry. So talk about that. How do you feel like what's going on with them and, and everything that happened with Oprah. Now, we're no Oprah over here, but we asked the hard-hitting questions as Adam (laughs) did earlier. So how do you feel about what happened um, in the interview and how everyone might be reacting to it, what's going on in the world today? I am, and I will always support anybody who is breaking the mold and speaking the truth and Mm -hmm. really saying what's going on yeah Uh, you know i think i will i you know i i i I must admit i'm not as uh not like in depth or educated on this well versed no Mm -hmm. yeah well versed um but i will i will whenever somebody is standing up to power Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i will advocate and encourage that because i think that's really amazing and i think to do it on such a massive scale yeah right um, so I mean, many this isn't just like a, a com- maybe a company which is still a pretty big deal this is an entire monarchy like bring them like, down you know so i think <laughs> yeah yeah, she she is. Gonna, I mean, I, I think that on her, you know, and something else I want to ask you about it. Now that she's here, would you dress her? Would you style her? Let me know. Megan? Yes. Yes, call me, girl, please. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, the girl that all seductively, like, would you, would you, would you style her? Yeah. Hell yeah, I would. Yeah, Do you have help. a vision for Megan? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'll I'll mood board it up. We I got that. <laughs> so that's no problem. Put her in touch with me, and it'll be handled. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So everything. I love that uh, Pierce Morgan is now off of Good Morning Britain. That was. Oh wait, yeah. is he because of that? Yeah. Well, because he yeah. his uh, co anchor basically called him out and his was questions like, were kind of crazy yeah it's like he was, he was like he's better listen bro <laughs> you're doing you're doing the most you don't like her that's fine or whatever but like you gotta calm it down and yeah. he's like oh, i've had it i'm not gonna be here for this <laughs> and he stormed See? off set and it was like girl bye Bye, girl, bye. A more interesting piece to that, the guy who made him storm off set, have you it's seen his so picture? Fine. He got a body. Mm-hmm. So he looks good, and body, he got rid of body, Pierce body, Morgan. Body. So we all appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, we love to see it. We love it. Um, so <laughs> what's going on in terms of the vaccines are going out right now and everything, Andrew? How do you feel about that? Yeah, and you're, you're uh, I'm yeah. so excited. Um, I 
parent, my dad has been fully vaccinated. Nice. My mom yes. the first one. Uh, my boyfriend just got his. Awesome. Um, so I'm waiting for mine. Yeah, um, same. But <laughs> it's, I mean, it's exciting. It's, it's crazy to think that, like you said, we're coming up on one year. And we had no idea what was happening. And we are, you know, ramping up the vaccine. We're getting, we're getting this done. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm like looking forward to this being mm-hmm. over. Um, yeah, I think yeah. by May, I read that everyone pretty much should either have gotten it or should be getting it around then. Um, so that, you know. I'm about to summer, like summer ain't never happened before. Like this oh, not- listen. Well, I think even if a few of us get it, it's enough to like, it's like a hurdle or something. I forgot the what it's called. The herd immunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll be good. New York is ready. We've had, we have been dedicated for a full year. And we're I don't ready. know, yeah, Andrew, if, I don't know if you were out and about today, but it was Gorgina today. <laughs> so pretty. It was like 60 something. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. I walked to uh, Washington Square Park and it was just everybody was out dancing, mm-hmm. picnicking, skating. Not dancing. Yes, girl. This one Can girl you was. feel a brand new day. Was you know working a hula hoop. Yeah. I was like, you're in the Put it around your neck. Yeah. Yeah. in the streets. Um, no, it I, was a beautiful day, and it was like, it was like a new day is coming. Like we're mm. we're on the home stretch. Like we're almost there. But everyone, please still wear your mask. Yes, wear <laughs> your mask. Please. Wash your hands. Honestly, maybe by then the primetime Emmys will be able to happen. You know, if everyone's vaccinated correctly, and Andrew, maybe you'll actually have your styles back on the red carpet where they belong. <laughs> you know? So we're hoping that that happens. I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, again, I love the, what we're doing right now, but I'm ready for. I just want like that, like Angelina leg moment on the red carpet. That, like, <laughs> I just need that. Like, give like, me that, please. I just, I just need that. Like, you earned it. Visceral moment. <laughs> Listen, everybody's like, gonna it. amp it up because I know that this summer, like, I want to just do. I want to dress up. I want to put on makeup more so than I ever have because we've been cooped up for far too long. So I'm, I'm ready for some fashion risks. Yeah. And or just yes. be naked. I don't know. All of it. <laughs> Hello. Either or, honestly. All of yes. the above. Before we let you go, Andrew, I do want to ask you this question. What fashion something from the past that you feel like is coming back? And mm. what is something that you think should go away and we should not see on anybody's body again? <laughs> Oof. Um, <laughs> um, You're like, where do I begin? <laughs> honestly. Um, I controversial i am I not it. the yeah, biggest um uh, leggings as pants fan um oh you're breaking whole... my heart <laughs> <laughs> there there's a time i get it i get it like in the apartment um but once you step out of the door i'm like dagger through the heart <laughs> um <laughs> I get you. We're, if we're like, talking fashion-wise, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. So, They're not pants. Um, <laughs> They're um, unfortunately. But I think something I'm loving seeing now is just so many prints. Um, it's just like, so, like the new collections. There's so many cool prints coming in. And I think there's a really interesting way of mixing and styling different prints together that mm-hmm. may not necessarily you immediately you think they go together, but when you see them, it's like, oh, that is, like, it's so graphic and it's so mm-hmm. bold. And I'm just all about right now, just like the more, the bolder, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that seeing these prints is really, is really interesting. And I'm excited to see kind of how they'll 
um, trickle down from the runways into uh, our wardrobe. Um, so something to look forward to. So you think that's like the biggest fashion trend that's like 2021, like mixing the prints and... Um, I would say it's, I think it's one of them. Um, I, it might just be, I've been seeing, I, I, uh, the Rose family for Schitt's Creek is obviously the Rose family. Um, and I keep seeing so many Rose prints in all these new collections. <laughs> I love flower um, prints. I love them. I'm obsessed. <laughs> obsessed. <yeah>. Obsessed, right? <laughs> um, so um, I might be biased, but um, I'm hoping that honestly, like you said, like once this is over, the trend is going to be go bold. Like everyone is just going to have their moment. It's like all the cooped up fashion energy the past yes. year is just going to be released. It's yes. going to explode. And it'll, mm-hmm. you know. I'm excited. It's be a revolution. Listen, this summer I'm ready to just be out and about, baby, shake my titties. Yes, yes. Yeah, I passed by like I passed by Jim Bar on on my walk, and I was just like, oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait to get out. That's some New Yorker in you. That's some New York shit, you know? Yeah. It, it gets hotter outside. We're like, ooh, what's going on? What's, what's going on? Around? Right. Let's get in the just want to be out. Mama you know? needs to get out. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, this has been absolutely wonderful having you come on to the so podcast. Amazing. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you. It, it's so good. Uh, Thank t- you. This was a blast. Yes. yes. You have to come by and Kiki again. Anytime. And you know we love brunch, so Right. Mm. So we will And we're in New York. Retweet. Right. Like we can we can do brunch and you know Yes, that sounds Mm -hmm. like we'll find it we'll find a COVID safe outdoor space. Hopefully we'll be vaccinated soon. We're indoors. It's we're seventy five percent indoors next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, before we go, Andrew, yeah, girl, you didn't know seventy five percent. Uh yeah. So can you let everyone know where they can buy a copy of your book, The Queer Advantage? Yes. Yeah, the Queer Advantage is available everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart. Um, that you can shop your local bookseller to support them. Um, you can also go to thequeeradvantage.com if you want to see uh, all the different options for uh, distributors. Amazing! And let the children out there know where they can find you on the social medias. <laughs> the children. I, at all of them, I'm Andrew Gelwicks, uh, A-N-D-R-E-W-G-E-L-W-I-C-K-S. Okay. And, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you got the bell. <laughs> I need one of those. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's our little shade button. Adam uses it far too much. That's why it's on his side. I told you. I tried to tell you. Shady boots. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, so stay yes, safe out there. You. Hopefully we'll all be vaccinated very soon. We all can have a nice little kiki. Yes. Yeah, we'll do brunch in our bold prints. There we yeah. go. Yes, in our bold prints. <laughs> and that. I won't be wearing leggings, I guess. Yeah, she, <laughs> there are no pants. I was told. She's going to go home and burn I all I was told leggings. twice this week now. You were the second one. Now I know. I'm wearing leggings right now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, bitch. Me moment. too. <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. It doesn't count if you can't see it. You know? ah! Right. Very that. Very, very that. that. Very 2020. That. <laughs> yeah. Very 2020. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 
Hey everyone, it's Mr. Braden Bradley, and us at Pry the Podcast want to hear from you. So be sure to call us at 84425Pride or tweet us at Pride the Series or just write us a little old email at prideTheSeries at gmail.com. Can't wait to hear from you. Aw, Andrew, that was that was really good. He that was, was really cute. sweet. Yeah, and he lives in New York, so we should totally hit him up and Kiki. Absolutely, but we got a brunch day. We got to get it on the yep. books. I'm looking forward to all these brunches. I know, like, right? So <laughs> many brunches. We we love we love brunch and unlimited mimosas at its best. I wonder what places though are gonna like be able to come back after the pandemic. Mm. Well, there's a spot um, around the corner from where Braden's at. Uh, they have like unlimited boozy brunch already. Boom. Ready to go. Let's do it. I was like, oh, let's do it. And it was like, it was, it, it ended at four and it was like 3.15. And I was like, I could make it work, but I don't want to no. Listen, <laughs> I wish Braden Bradley was here because he'd tell you about him and I one time we went to Harlem. Um, what is the restaurant actually that we go to? It has really good pasta. Shout with the L. Lido. Oh, Lido's Orlong. That's the getcha getcha. So I went we went to Lido. It was fire. And mm-hmm. Braden got there. <laughs> it was over at four. And Braden walked up at 3.30. I had got there at like 3.25. <laughs> and Braden was like, all right. He said, yeah, they going to serve us? And she was just like, yeah, I mean, y'all ain't got long. Braden said, just keep them coming. We killed... I think maybe four carafes. We was going. Brady said, you got to drink. Then after that, after that, I honestly can't tell you what we did because... <laughs> it's a, not complete amnesia. Yeah, not complete. It's a blur. It's a little bit of a blackout. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really happy that we got to uh, spend some time with Andrew and talk to him and everyone definitely check out his book, The Queer Advantage, wherever books are sold. Yeah. Nice. So now, let's segue into our next topic. Women's Month. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it so much. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some of our famous, our favorite. I always want to say famous. They famous, are famous. They are famous. Uh, some of our favorite famous women. In uh, history. In her story. <laughs> so who wants to go first? You go first. I'll go first. Okay. Mm. So right now, um, I want to talk on Cheryl Swoops. Yeah, Cheryl Swoops. Yeah. So as of many of you who may or may not know, she is an American former basketball player. She was actually the very first player to be signed in the WNBA. Yes. Like, wow. Right. So they created the WNBA for and her. Then, like, basically. I mean, it's <laughs> essentially her. it's kind of what happened. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, she she graduated tech, and then it was like right after that they were like, all right, let's start the WNBA. Who do we want? Cheryl. Let's bring her in. Nice. She was a three-time WNBA MVP and one of the league's top 15 players of all time at the 2011 NBA All-Star Game. But cool thing is, is that she's from Brownfield, Texas, Ooh. which yeah. is all the way in bumfuck West Texas. <laughs> it's about like an hour and a half uh, like from me. Not even that. It's probably like 45 minutes. And right now, uh, so she led her team to the state tournament and won in 1988. They haven't been back since until 2021. Like, they're in the state title right now. They're going up against Darrell's um, hometown, almost, Fairfield. (laughs) Almost, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's really cool. And Cheryl Swoops also came out in 2005 when she publicly announced that she was lesbian and became one of the most high-profile les athletes in a team sport to come out publicly. I know, that's right, Cheryl. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think since then, you know, they, they got a divorce and all that jazz. But you know what? She did it. She came out. She was unafraid, unapologetic, and she was like, this is me. This is me. 
Okay. This yeah. is me. I love I love that song. <laughs> so, um, what well, is one more cool thing right now that uh, Brownfield High School bought tickets for all of the former players that were on the state winning team, so that way she could go to the state tournament and watch them play. Hopefully, they win another title. All that jazz. But yeah, come on, Cheryl. Okay. Breaking barriers. And- How you doing? Right. I love that. And I mean, keeping with the theme of basketball, like coincidentally, um, Zaya Wade, who is the daughter of NBA star Dwayne Wade, mm-hmm. um, and her stepmother is Gabrielle Union, um, she came out as transgender to her family at the age of 11 and came out publicly in 2019 after attending an LGBTQ community parade with the family. She later came out both to her family and the public as Zaya. Her family completely supports her. She recently got to speak to her idol, Michelle Obama, um, which was absolutely beautiful. If you guys haven't seen the interview, please go check it out. It's on YouTube. It's it's everywhere. Um, I think that what Zaya is doing as a young adult at her age, uh, by educating people, she's had a lot of scrutiny, um, and so has Dwayne and Gabrielle, um, and her mother, uh, Siobhan, has also caught criticism because of the fact that a lot of people, like Boozy and others, feels that maybe she's too young to make mm. the decision to, you know, be her authentic self. And, you know, we say to people like Boozy, get the fuck out of here. Um, Zaya, you are strong. You are one of the women we look up to on International Women's Month. And we are just so proud of you being who you are. Yes. So congratulations. Work, bitch. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I love That's to amazing. see it. Oh, is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I want to talk about Angela Davis. So she is an American, African-American political activist, philosopher, and uh, academic, and author. And she is a professor at University of California, Santa Cruz. And so she was known for her progressive politics and her work to abolish prisons. And she was at the forefront of the feminist movement, the Black Panther Party, and the anti-war effort for over half a century. And wow. then, yeah, she's, she's amazing. And she's still doing the work today. And then in 1970, she was um, prosecuted wrongfully and imprisoned for three capital felonies, including conspiracy to murder, because there was a, an armed standoff at Marin County uh, courtroom and it, her guns were used. Uh, it, it's this whole thing. But what? she was wrongfully imprisoned, but she got out and she continued to do her work. And she's just amazing. Like, she really helped the, the civil rights movement, the feminist movement. Like, she's a real deal. Come through, sis. I love yes, it. Yes, Angela Davis. Angela Davis. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, mm-hmm. mine might be a name that you're a little bit more familiar with. You know, Mariah Carey. Come on. Yes. That's, no, that's my but, queen. You know, as I listen to Ashley and I, I listen to the things that, you know, Angela Davis did and, and was the first to do, mm-hmm. that is why I picked Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. Yes, queen. Um, yes, that part. <laughs> um, she is the first artist to have... A number one hit in every decade for four decades. Work. Okay. And when it comes to Billboard, she's earned 19 number one hits. And the only people that beat her are literally the fucking Beatles with 20 hits. And who are they? So, you know, I love her. (laughs) I love her for that because you can say what you want about her, but she has set the mold and... Ashley and I were researching earlier. Mm-hmm. She used to be the number one selling artist. The only reason she's a second now is because of Taylor Swift. Yep. 
And she was Adam's sis, which is fine, you know. To me, I'm like, let's let it evolve. Let's let it keep going. At least it's another female. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Mariah, you know, she had to set her own path. And people talked a lot of shit about her. And she kept going. And that's why she's mine. You know, she might be a little newer on the list. But, you know. She earned She's it. She's very impactful. I mean, <laughs> you, she has impacted you and I as singers very heavily. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. And she helps so many with her lyrics. So, And with her memoir. Now. Mm-hmm. We know everything yeah. that she really struggled with. So, Right. That, hey, just, Mariah. that did come out right. Yeah. I still come on, not, girl. I still haven't read it. Oops. I have the Audible. We stand for it. you. Yeah, uh, Corey sent it to me, and I Corey sent it to I'm me bad. too. Wow. I, hold on, I have our this, producer <laughs> sent it to me, and I still have not. Read I have it. this Taylor Swift soundbite that I want to play. I want to absolutely not. So he uh, <laughs> got it. Absolutely not. You're gonna have to get behind that board. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah you're gonna have to get off off that. And actually, when you said audible, be, I thought you said edible. And I was just like, we finna have a repeat. Of last oh week. no 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 no! <laughs> last week no, was ma'am. out of control. Yeah, no, ma'am. I, for our listeners out there. We are doing this show completely semi, kind of sober. Well, no, I took an edible. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay took an sober. edible. I am sober. So. Adam is sober. We're drinking champagne. And Adam, you ain't even smoked nothing. You are good. Mm-mm. Drinking our no, champs. No. You're changing your ways. I'm trying to, sis. <laughs> well, I took an edible. I'm still here. So here's that. Yeah. <laughs> she's floating, but she's here. Something's wrong with us. But I have a lot of anxiety. So if you've, if you've ever met me, you, will, you know. You'll understand why I need that. Well, um, edibles will help with that. Exactly. Sometimes they can exacerbate it, but, you know, it depends on if you know what you're taking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how edibles do. It's those those moments of like, what's going on? (laughs) Guys, we want to thank you all so much for being with us today, celebrating um, the past International Women's Day, continuing to celebrate International Women's Month. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, as you know, I am Darrell Anthony. You can find me on Twitter at Darrell Anthony, uh, Facebook, Darrell Anthony Actor Page, and then Instagram, I am Darrell Anthony. Yeah, I forgot my login. Dr. Braden made fun of me last week. No, Fuck it was him. Ashley. Well, yeah, Ashley was like, ah. It was a lot. It was yeah. a mouthful. I mean, I say, well, I always have a mouthful. And I also always <laughs> say that. So This is what you are, Darrell. Ready? Yes. Bottom. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. And if anyone wants to top me, you know where now to find oh me. Wow. What is that supposed to be? It's a bear. Oh, oh. <laughs> that sounds like a um, or or like or, a or how about this one? <laughs> Is that somebody eating my ass? That's Cookie Monster. Oh, man. okay. Well, moving on, Adam. Where can they find your bitch? Anyway, ass? they can find me behind on the board, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Mister Adam Andrew Rios at Boxwine Poppy with a zero <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Facebook too, but you know, whatever. So yeah, slide in my DMs. Um, you know, whatever you want to do. Twitter is not don't safe for work. Yeah, my Twitter is not safe for work, so not safe. Don't open up in the office. Or do, I don't fucking care. <laughs> ain't my job. <laughs> right. Uh, ain't my job. Lord, yeah. uh, uh, Ashley, what can they find you, child? Oh, you know, you can find me at Ashley Aaron M on Instagram and Twitters and the Facebooks. And you can Venmo me at Ash Aaron Wait. M. And you yes, can Uh-huh. I'm trying to get paid. And um Cash App and all of those money. So give me money. 
I don't know. Give me your money. Actually, you should <laughs> all. Give me your you should all. Money. Everybody should Venmo my DMs. women. Tw- I saw on Twitter the other day. It said Venmo all women twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. And yeah. the person who put up a thing first that said, "Here's my Venmo," was Lindsay. Can you please let everybody know where they can find you? Because she let everybody know. so i'm very simple i started this a very long time ago i thought it was simple it sounds simple it's lynn's rose sings because my name is Lindsay rose and i sing there you go but it's Lynn's rose sings on every single platform like literally facebook instagram twitter everything that matters tiktok so it's l-i-n-d-s-r-o-s-e-s-i-n-g-s okay sings that's it. Yes, queen. Yeah. <laughs> that part. <laughs> Lynn's rose sings. That's it. Chante, you stay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yay. Well, it's thank you guys. Days. Have a field day. I'm, I, girl, uh, so I'm, yeah. Anyway, hey I'm guys. excited to play with all that. So thanks, guys, for joining us for another episode of Pride the Podcast. Yes, and thank you, Andrew, for stopping by and kicking with us. Please check him out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and get his book. Yeah, we're yeah. any, available anywhere books are sold. Yes. And thank you to our special guest co-host today, Lindsay Rose. We are so happy that you're here. Petunia, also. <laughs> Lindsay Rose Petunia. <laughs> Lindsay Rose Petunia. Yes, we are so happy to have you. And guys, we'll see you next week for an all-new episode of Pride the Podcast. Bye. Hey. Bye. 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 Bye.